on radio. Right on radio. Narrating the end of the world. The end of the world. This news just in. We are your news now. Providing the play-by-play for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right on, right on, right on. Live right. Live right. In the real world. Right on radio. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard, his feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for forty-two months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear.
Hey, welcome to Right On Radio. This is the third and, well, probably the final installment of this series, although there is a episode I'd like to do that would just go along with it. The series is called The Plan, The Order, and The Hierarchy. Well, we discussed the plan in the very first episode. We're discussing the order. And now we're going to get into the hierarchy. I'm going to give you some biblical timelines, some of which I'm absolutely confident in. I've studied them hard for years now, and I know that they're true, and other people agree that they are true. But I'm also going to give you some scenarios because, well, we have more information now than we ever had. And I just want to start off with a little bit of a reminder. The episodes that you really need to see to understand fully how I'm putting this information together, although, you know, this should be a standalone episode like every other one, was the one where I did the on Daniel 2 with the Daniel's interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's dream and all of the kingdom kingdoms that will go in this world. Now we're finally on, we're on the final kingdom folks. It's coming into power now. And just as a reminder, because as you just heard revelation 13 being read in that intro, I want to start in verse two and just read you this. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were like those of a bear, and a mouth like the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. You see, those animals are representing the previous kingdoms. And this is saying they're all coming together now. This is the one world order. So it's important for you to note that. And I also want to go back and just do a quick recap so that this all stands together on its own. When I started the series, I started with Daniel chapter 12. And chapter 12 gets into the timelines, which I will discuss today. But in Verse 4 of chapter 12, it says, But as for you, Daniel, keep these words secret and seal up the book until the end time. Many will roam about and knowledge will increase. And I put the question out there to you, has that book been opened? And I had it as an open-ended question, but I've searched and I could be wrong. I don't claim to be a Bible theologian master, but I've done my research and I'd say, yes, indeed, that book is opened. You see, we have the book of Revelation now. And the book of Revelation has been available for almost 2,000 years, of course, but people couldn't understand it and they couldn't fathom it. They couldn't put a lot of it together because they just had no idea. But in the last days, (laughs) knowledge will increase 
Has knowledge increased in the last hundred years? I say yes. And then I want to talk about, and this is all going to come together, folks. I'm telling you, this is going to be a conclusion to this. And I'm going to give you what I kind of visualize how this will happen. And that will be speculation. But I think most of you are going to agree with me. And I think the Lord is giving us eyes to see, just as the end of the chapter in Revelation 13 says, if you have ears to hear and eyes to see. So now I want to read, again, I'm just going to do a brief recap. This is from Alice Bailey. Someone had asked what page. This is the final page of the externalization of the hierarchy. And she says, and this is her channeling Satan, okay? I just want to be clear. This is Alice Bailey channeling Satan. This is not some Bible commentator. Your spiritual goal is to establish the kingdom of God. Pause. They want to bring in their own kingdom. And people who follow Luciferianism actually believe that he's going to. It's not going to happen. But they're working towards it. They have been for thousands of years. Continuing on. One of the first steps forward, this is to prepare men's minds to accept the fact that the reappearance of the Christ is imminent. When she mentions the Christ, they're talking about Lucifer coming as the angel of light, the ascended master. This is important. You must tell them everywhere that the masters of their groups and disciples are actively working to bring order out of chaos. So that means there's going to be chaos, and then they want to bring in the solution, okay? You must tell them that there is a plan. You must tell them that the hierarchy stands, and it has stood for thousands of years, and is the expression of accumulated wisdom of the ages. You must tell them, above all else, that God is love, that the hierarchy is love, and that Christ is coming because he loves humanity. This is the message which you must give at this time. So there is a plan, and you have to say that he is love. Of course you can't say he's a fallen angel, a demon, who's going to bring death to you. No, he's love. And then we learned that the hierarchy, which is, you know, all the demons— are going to be meeting in 2025 for their annual, or every hundred years they meet to discuss what is going to happen. And then we started going into Matthew 24 last week. And of course, there's going to be false Christs. And Jesus is giving the order of what's going to happen in the end times. He says there's going to be false Christ. You'll be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places, but all these things are the beginning of birth pains. And I described what the birth pains are. And then we went into the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And I want to go over that briefly again until we get into today's stuff. First of all, I want to thank, let me pull it up here. I want to thank Momster5 
she put a great comment on the rumble video and I really do appreciate your comments. You know, I put a lot of work, I put a lot of study into these things. And if I do not hear from anyone, that gives me quite a bit of unease. She says, great show again, Jeff. I have always agreed with your timelines as your whole series of revelation lined up with how I always interpreted it as well. However, I do disagree about the white horse in this sense. White has always been the color of peace. The rider is given a bow, but not arrows. I think he is going out conquering with a false peace. Then the second horseman is given the sword and he takes peace from the earth. So men will start killing each other. Just my take on this. Please tell me if I'm way off. Well, I would not have the audacity to say that you were way off, but I would say that we somewhat agree on those things. When the, well, I'll just read the first white horse again. Then I saw the lamb broke one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice, by the way, one of the four living creatures. Sounds like the four beasts, almost. Saying with a voice of thunder, come, I looked and behold a white horse, and the one who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. And I made the point that this, this is the Antichrist that is sitting on this horse. I disagree that he is making peace at this time because it says he is going out to conquer and to conquer. But that doesn't mean we're seeing the violence in the war. This could be done politically. And the fact is, this could be happening right now, and we would not know it. It sounds more like a political play. And he's got you know, a bow, it doesn't say he's got arrows. You're right. There's maybe an assumption that there's arrows, but you know, if he has a bow, he probably does have arrows and it doesn't mean he's using them, but he has the ability to. And so the, this is the antichrist. And when he, when this horse comes out, we don't know. And then we have the second seal, which lines up again with Matthew 24 perfectly. And this is the, the red horse. And he went out to take peace from the earth and that people would kill one another. Now, does the first one bring in a bit of a false peace? Very possibly. But one of the things that I've always heard, and, and I want, I, listen to me here because I've looked for it. Everyone says the Antichrist is going to come and he's going to make a seven-year peace treaty with the earth. I have not found that. Where does he make a seven-year peace treaty? It says he makes a treaty. In fact, let me read it to you. Just give me a second here. Daniel 9, verse 27. And he will confirm a covenant with the many for one week, which is seven years. So he's going to confirm a covenant with the many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he will stop to sacrifice and grain offering, and the wing of abominations will come the one who makes desolate until complete destruction, one that is decreed gushes forth 
and the one who makes desolate. So he's basically, there is going to be an agreement for one week, which is seven years. And right in the middle of it is going to be when the Antichrist reveals himself in the temple, the externalization of the hierarchy. Okay. I want you to have this together. Now, what has happened in recent events? And I'm not telling you that the tribulation has started because we won't know when it has started. We will know there are markers that we will see, and then we'll know, like when the abomination of desolation happens, we will know that we're halfway through. But I think we're going to suspect we're in it before then. I just want to remind you that King Charles, who, by the way, wears a crown, and as of the day I'm recording this, which is the 27th of February, now they're saying he has six months to live, he has cancer, and he just wants to bring his sons together, is what's in the headlines. Folks, there's cures for the big C, and if anyone can afford it, it's him. Like, you could go into, they have hyperbolic chambers, so you could go into and, you know, like, it's it's there. They're available in Mexico. They're just not available in, in America, just so you know. And there's also mushrooms. <laughs> Maybe I should send Charlie some mushrooms from ror.petclub247.com. But folks, maybe he will die. Maybe it's not him. We won't know for sure who it is until we get to the abomination of desolation. But if I was to just put on my thinking cap, we have a fairly unpopular king following a queen who was loved. And no one really wanted Charles to get the crown. What a way to start garnering sympathy. What a way. And then maybe he gets cured or something, or something else happens, which I'm going to give some speculation. But the thing is, when we follow biblical timelines, again, we don't know when the tribulation starts, but we'll know as we're going through it. So right now, we are hearing wars of wars and rumors of wars. We have wars, and there's rumors of World War III, and everyone knows now with the weapons that are available today, that could end it, right? Then the red horse is sent it out, and it would take peace from the earth, and that people would start to kill one another. So this isn't just about armies. This is about some civil unrest. Now, right now, we have wars and rumors of wars. There's also a lot of civil unrest brewing. How many times has, you know, Tucker Carlson or alternative media or even the mainstream media said that we're on a brink of civil war? What about Obama's movie that just came out to the... uh What's, I forget the name of it, and I don't even want to advertise it. You know the one I'm talking about, end of the world one. And now we have the Civil War movie coming out in April. And what happens with war? There's famine. And by, by the way, these could go like this. They could be spaced out. We don't know the timing of them. 
But I'm coming to a really important point with this. So then there's famine. And when there's famine in the land, people get really desperate. Look, if you can't feed your family, some people are going to turn into monsters. And then you have the fourth seal, which is death. Come, I looked, and behold, an ashen horse, and the one who sat on it, his name was Death, and Hades was following him. Authority was given to him over a fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and famine and plague and by the wild animals on the earth. Now, I'm going to take a little bit of creative interpretation here, okay? This is Jeff speaking. This part, that was scripture. Now I'm going to tell you some of the things that I'm starting to see. So they'll kill with the sword, and I'm going to have more on that in a bit. And there's going to be famine and plague and by the wild animals of the earth. So the animals are are in famine as well. There's plague. We know what that's about. But remember, the very last kingdom is of iron and miry clay. And when will the coming of the Son of Man be? As in the days of Noah. What was happening in the days of Noah? There was a new species of people. Right now, there is a new species of people. They took the DNA-changing, DNA-editing thing that was put before them. And I just wonder, and this is creative license, when it says, and by the wild animals of the earth, it could actually mean the wild animals. They've just gone crazy. Okay. But I wonder if that could be kind of like that zombie apocalypse. You know, they roll out the right frequency. They got the purple street lights out there. There's probably a reason why there's been all these, you know, movies like The Walking Dead and stuff like that. There's probably a reason. You know, the enemy knows he has to follow God's word and he's going to try to make it happen according to God's word. Because you have to understand the. These punishments, these four horsemen, this is not God doing it. God is letting Satan do these things. And then we get into the martyrs. And in Matthew 24, it says, you know, they're going to hunt you. They're going to start to persecute you as Christians. But what happens in this time? just around the opening of the fifth seal is the abomination of desolation. So I want you to understand the timeline. The tribulation starts and they've signed a seven-year deal. And I think it's 196 nations signed on to a seven-year plan at the end of 2023. That fits what is said in Daniel Continuing in Matthew 24, then they will hand you over to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. You know, think about this. In today's society, if someone stubs their toe and they're not a Christian, what do they yell out? They blaspheme the name of the Lord. 
And everyone's doing it every day. So when the four horsemen are riding and people are starving and people are being killed all over and the pestilence of a quarter of the earth's population is going to die before the abomination of desolation. Please hear that. In the first three and a half years of the tribulation, a quarter of the world's population will die. So if in 2025 or 2026, or maybe even 2024, if a quarter of the population dies, you might start to think you're in the tribulation. Could be 2030, it could be 2050. Who knows? We'll know when we're in it. And right now, all the boxes are checked, folks. Again, the theme for this year is prepare for the worst, pray for the best. And many false prophets will rise up and mislead people. So people are going to try to come up with answers during that time. They're going to say, no, 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 no. You, you have to ascend man or whatever, Christ consciousness and you know, Joel's army that the NAR people are pushing, all that stuff's going to come to life during this time. And it's going to mislead many people. And because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will become cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. Now, I'll get into that. Right now, the gospel has basically gone out across the world, okay? But I think what they're referring to, Jesus is referring to there, is the, is the two witnesses. So this all happens, and, you know, the fifth seal, which lines up with that, you know, the, we're going to start to, people are start turn, turning on each other. Things are bad. They're going to be cursing God, because you said your God's in charge of all things. How can he let this happen? Oh, people will be yelling. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation, which was spoken through Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place. So the next step, after Christians start getting murdered en masse, is the abomination of desolation. This is when the Antichrist reveals himself in the temple. Now, this is 1260 days or three and a half years into the tribulation, but we don't know when it started. When they start killing Christians, probably especially like in North America, uh, you're probably going to think, yeah, you know, and we've been starving for a while or it's probably coming up. I say this so you will know the order of things, so you will know to be prepared in your mind for all of these things. So then let's get into Revelation 13 and the mark of the beast, because the abomination of desolation happens. He stands up and declares himself to be God. And it's, it sounds like immediately after just every, everything goes to crap, like, like real bad. And the way the timelines work, if you go into Daniel 12, I'll just say this. So 
from the beginning of the tribulation is 1260 days. However, it is 1335 days from the beginning of the tribulation until the time that Jesus comes back in the cloud and picks us up as his bride. <clears throat> so that leaves 75 days after the abomination of desolation and essentially the introduction of the mark might not come the exact day of the abomination of desolation, but it's going to come quick. And so we're going to have that time. And within 75 days is when the Lord will come. What day that is, we don't know, but it's going to be within 75 days of the abomination of desolation. I tend to think that he's going to cut that time short. I really do. Because it says he'll come like a thief in the night, but we do know when, because it, the scripture says all throughout scripture confirms this, confirms this, confirms this. But I want to talk about the beast, the antichrist, and the false prophet. And I want, I'm going to ask for some creative license here. But when I read God's word, and that's what I focus on because God's word is what will come true. But when I read some of the theosophical stuff, when I read Agenda 2030, you know, Agenda 2020, and you combine those things, we start to form a picture of how things might play out. And we watch what they put out on the news right now. There's the all the alien disclosure stuff that's going on. You know, there's lots of stuff going on that's pointing towards that way. And when we read in the externalization of the hierarchy, they say that they are meeting to decide on how to prepare for themselves, the demons, to come into human form. And this is a possession. Okay. This is a possession. And there's a couple things I want to say about this. So first of all, we know that the dragon here is the devil and he gave his power and his throne and great authority to the beast. The beast is the antichrist. I see this happening in a way because it has to fool the world, at least for a short time, short enough that people want to take the mark of the beast. I think you're going to see one of these ascended masters you know, or an alien type thing, but it's going to be beautiful. He's good. It's going to be like God. The dragon is going to be like God, and he's going to give his authority. Because you got to remember, Jesus, God himself, came and became a man. Satan is going to do the same thing. He's going to become a man. But I'm going to take a shot at him right now because you know what? I can't get past the fact when I'm reading this and studying it, <clears throat> Jesus came, lived as a man, lived a sinless life, a perfect life. And then he went to the cross. He hung on that cross. The beatings he took, they ripped his skin off him. 
He had to carry his cross. He got nailed to a cross. You know it's the it was the ultimate torture device Jesus endured. This pansy who's going to be the Antichrist, he's just going to get a wound to the head. You know, was it a gunshot or something like that? How much would that hurt? Because he can't. Even the person he's chosen, no way that person's going to do it. No one would line up for that job. <laughs> they can't even imitate Jesus properly. And Jesus knows it. Why they wrote, gave us the book of Revelation. But he's going to suffer a fatal head wound. And he's going to be healed and the people will be marveled. And then you see the false prophet arrive. And the false prophet, when in the presence of the beast, can do all kinds of miracles. And I was reading, and I can't remember exactly where it was. It was in Ezekiel. I think it's in Ezekiel 9, actually, that essentially there's a, uh, well, it, it's a copy. The way the mark of the beast is a, is a copy, essentially, of what God's going to do with the 144,000. And Satan's going to say to be saved and somehow, you know, with this beautiful angel that comes down, as he comes as an angel of light, this beautiful angel that comes down and he gives his power to this man who was rose from the dead. And this man is going to say blasphemous things, calling himself the Christ, obviously. And a lot of these people, you know, the Jews, the Muslims and that, they're all going to say, oh man, that's him. We've been waiting. That's him. It has to be him. We've met and the world has never seen anything like this before. And then they're going to put out the mark. And again, I think, I think it's literally going to be an ascended master showing himself in spirit form and then going into the man, you know, to take rulership over the world. And they're, and they're going to quote scripture saying, and this is to fulfill, fulfill the scripture in the Bible. And, you know, and it's going to be all Old Testament. <laughs> they're not going to quote any New Testament. And it's going to be scary. And then comes the mark of the beast. And there's no going back. As a Christian, you cannot take the mark of the beast. If you take the mark, you will be damned to hell. Anyone who does will be damned. I don't know exactly what the mark looks like, but something really stood out to me as I've been studying this in the last couple of days, let me just get to it here. Yeah. So when it gets to in verse 11, it talks about the false prophet. I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, which means it's going to be a man. He had two horns like a lamb and he spoke like a dragon. So this is false prophet. And he exercises all authority of the first beast in his presence and he makes the earth and those who live in it worship the first beast whose fatal wound was healed he performed great signs so that even makes fire come down out of the sky the earth in the presence of all the people and he deceived those who live on earth because of the signs which was given him to perform in the presence of the beast telling those I, this is the part I'm getting to that really stood out in my mind. And it was given to him to give breath to the image of the beast 
so that the image would even speak and cause all who do not worship the image of the beast to be killed. And he causes all the small and great, the rich and poor, free and the slaves to be given the mark in their right hands or in their foreheads. And he decrees that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark and the number of the beast. But he was able to breathe life into the image of the beast so it could even speak. So image of the beast is like an, it's, it's an animation. It's an image, right? If you were to draw an image, it's an animation. But an, the definition of animation is actually to bring it to life. So it's to bring an image to life. The only things I can think of is it's got to be between artificial intelligence and, you know, blue beam hologram sort of thing. That there's, how else could you have an image worldwide around the world where everybody, and there's, this is a really quick onloading process. Like, you know, you like, if you don't take this in the next couple of days, you're just going to die. They're telling you. And if you're not with us, you know, the planet cannot go into the next phase of uh, Christ consciousness or whatever, unless all of that is abolished from the earth. I'm using creative license here, but it certainly reads that way. Know that right after all this happens, that's when the sixth seal is opened up. I'm just going to stop after the sixth seal. Because the abomination of desolation happens, and within 75 days, we are going to be raptured. And then the wrath of God hits the earth. And I looked, he broke the sixth seal, and there was a great earthquake. The sun become black, a sackcloth made of hair, and the whole moon became like blood, and the stars of the sky fell to earth. As a fig tree drops its unripe figs and shaken by a great wind, the sky was split apart like a scroll when it's rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Now, I just want to say this here. As soon as the <laughs> there's the abomination of desolation, that's when our 75-day clock kicks in. Oh, and then, by the way, and then there's like from the abomination of desolation, there's 1,290 days to the very end of the world until Jesus plants his throne right here back on earth. But when the sun becomes black and the whole moon becomes of blood and the stars of the sky fall, so they just go dark. It doesn't mean now uh, there could be meteors or something like that, but it's not like the stars in the sky come and hit the earth. I don't think the sky was split apart like a scroll when it is rolled up. This is when Jesus is coming. As soon as that sun goes black and the moon goes red, that's the coming of our Lord. And so when it says next, then the kings of the earth and the eminent people and the commanders and the wealthy and the strong and every slave and free person 
hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they said to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the sight of him who sits on the throne and from wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who is able to stand? We are taken up before that. We do not see the wrath of God. And the wrath of God is terrible, folks. It's terrible. The four horsemen, that's a picnic compared to the wrath of God. Please know that God will be with you. When we're talking about the hierarchy, a hierarchy is a command structure. Satan has his command structure, but God is in command of his structure. Even to go out and do the things, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, Jesus has to open the scroll before they can do it. I believe we are seeing God's plan unfold before our very eyes. I might not have everything right, and again, I use some speculation in this, but it's going to be a grand illusion, and I pray none of you will fall for it. Thanks to everyone who's supporting the show. I have Podbean, PayPal, and I've got this new donor box. The links are in the description. You might have to copy and paste, but they're there. Also, yeah, I'll probably be making some kind of announcement on Thursday. You'll definitely want to check out Thursday's show. And I'm praying about some stuff right now about Right On Radio. So if you could also pray that just the Lord will make things clear to me. I would really appreciate it. God bless each and every one of you. Remember to love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. 